0: I think it's just you and I now It's always you and I in here I think after that last episode We lost every last listener (laughs) We
1: definitely did I don't I don't know what it was We lost it (laughs) We literally I don't want to say we were off our game I think it was cool that it humanized us It's it's who we are It is who we are It's who we were But I've changed (laughs) You're back to calling me out and not paying attention to me (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what'd you say?
0: are some of your least favorite words? I can't say them. Well, what are some My of the, least your favorite least favorite word? words that you can say? Oh,
1: I hate the word stupid. Really? Yeah, I joke about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hate the word can't. And that's not just because it's stereotypical. I hate the word can't.
0: You hate how it sounds and it how it feels so in your mouth and what can't, it means.
1: Can't. I'm unable. I, we, t- we train our boys. We literally, even with the game Roblox, are you, you're not familiar with that game. Let's talk about Roblox for a minute. Is
0: that a digital game?
1: Yes. It's iPad. We give our kids dedicated iPad time whenever we have wind down time. They love this game called Roblox. We turn off the chat so no you know, 13-year-old can't yeah, be disrespectful to our children. Yeah. Right. And... Uh, they can get to a point sometimes. They say, "I can't do it. I can't do it," and they want to flail around and act like fish out of water. And we sit down and we have the conversation. Never say you can't do anything. You can do anything you put your mind to, even with a little silly Roblox game. But I hope that I'm instilling in them lifelong lessons by telling them you could do anything. Yeah, can't dumb word. Don't say it if you're. We don't have anybody listening. Let's be honest. But it's just
0: you and me. It's okay. That's good. Do you uh, like the word diet? Diet. <clears throat> i mm-hmm. I've never most, most people don't like the word diet because of what it means.
1: I don't ever use it. I mean, I I'm thankful enough to have, you know, a healthy, very healthy lifestyle and active and and I eat well, so no. That's what I think of when I think of diet. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, um diets that's like, a word that triggers the lizard brain to a deep down spiraling dread. Like can I diet by
1: consuming less coffee? like is that part of my diet,
0: right? Yeah. Well, there's the word diet as in things you eat, and then there were there's the word diet as in I need to lose weight. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and that form, the latter form is what triggers people's brains into becoming dreaded. And there's another word and it's something that you brought up that I I'd, I'd like for us and I think you'd like for us to talk about. Stupid? Budget. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the budget. A budget. Okay, you're waiting for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's that a, a budget... budget. Yeah. Who here... Well, it's... Who here has a budget? Me.
0: Do you? No. You really don't have a budget? No. Like a budget worksheet? I mean, I know how to access or make one, but I'm not operating on one at the moment. Do you think...
1: So you don't find it? You're not like... <sighs> overly Dave Ramsey about your budget worksheet? No.
0: Okay. uh, Because I I used to be more so. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you learn uh, certain habits and tricks uh, and practices that make that uh, kind of perfunctory thing a little bit less necessary. Yeah. Now, as a family, we have kind of a conceptual budget. I mean, we know, just not on paper. As a business, for me, it's the same. But I think it's really important that people have an on-paper, on-screen budget. Yeah, let's
1: let's do something very simplistic for all of you who have actually never thought of it. Let's say you only bring home $1,000 a month for simple math. Sure. And let's say that your all of your expenses together, your mortgage, your cars, your car payment, your car insurance, equals $600. So how much do you have left?
0: $400. So that means what? That you have to live on $400 a month, which means probably about $100 a week, if you don't want to save. If you Cor- want to save, it's going to be less than that. Correct. There you go. So
1: that's my point. You need to kind of know where your money goes. You kind of have an idea where your utilities are and, and and your mortgage and or rent is, or if you have a car payment, I know that. But I want to talk into more specificity. Good word. Yes, I did it. Yeah. You said that a couple episodes ago, and I was like, wow, I can't say it. I want to talk a little bit more specific, if yeah, I may. Sure. And I think it's very important for people who are entering this world. You know, millennials are coming into the workforce,
0: and I'm a millennial. I'm still a millennial, right? <laughs> You know, I was thinking about that. I don't think so. I I'll have to I think a millennial is someone who was born after two thousand. Really? Yeah. Gotta look S- that up. Joel Joel's a millennial and he's born in ninety something. Right. Well, there are no precise dates because these are these are generational questions that don't have specifics. but demographers and researchers typically refer um to millennials as having been born uh, in, well, no, it says the 1980s and 90s. I'm a millennial. God. Yes, you're just old. No, I am. I am really old. I, I was think, born in 1975. Were you really? That's yeah. a great band, the 1975. That's a great band. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that band.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's important for us millennials and anyone entering the professional world or, or getting your feet wet or trying to grow <clears throat> in whichever role you're in and leadership as far as having budget and having understanding of your budget and budgeting. Think about Morse Family Homes and think about the clinic and, yeah. and all of the operational aspects of. Yeah.
0: I mean, the only, yeah, you have the the, the, a budget is a plan. It's a tool. It's a goal. It's a way of getting your organization's or your family's business strategized over a time period, typically for a budget 12 months, right? So, whether you, and and the Dave Ramsey types would say, always, always, always have an actual budget. Every dollar has a name, put it down, be specific, you know. And the more and more you do it, the better and better you get at it and the less and less you have to do it on paper, at least for me. So I know in, in in the clinic at the Montgomery, my practice, I know exactly what my expenses are. I know exactly what my projected income is to be. And I know exactly what you know my, my strategy is. And I have to do that because as a businessman, if you don't do that, it's, you, you lack fiduciary responsibility and you end up hurting yourself, your family, and potentially other people, and even your business. You know, businesses come and go every day. They go. Oftentimes, because they weren't able to manage their their resources.
1: That's scary. Scary stuff. Drew just wrote on Slack and he said, I'm sorry. (laughs) He did? (laughs) Yeah, Drew came in hot earlier, guys. He came in hot. So what are some benefits of
0: budgeting, you think?
1: I think budgeting is a uh, mental freedom. I think it allows for you to live your life and not be um, mm-hmm. be consumed by the dollar, be consumed by uh, fearing the mailman or mm-hmm. a lady. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I bet you $100. Well, and there creditors. we go. I, I, I might have an extra $100 in my budget to, to bet this. You
0: but. have a line item in your budget for, for, for casual for, impromptu betting? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Cool. Could you imagine
1: our mail carriers for people who don't have budgets, for, for people who live off credit, for people who have no financial Imagine discipline.
0: the phone calls you get every day from creditors calling, asking for money. That's really, really, really sad.
1: That's scary. Yeah. That is very scary. So what are some steps that one can take to change their budget? To, because why are we talking about this, everyone? We're talking about this because this is a part of being better versions of ourselves, really, if you think about it. I mean, if you are financially free, uh, not you don't have to be rich, uh, let's be honest, to be financially free, you know, living a life where you are not consumed by the creditors and and the mail carriers carrying you know second and third and fourth notices, final notices before discontinuation of utilities, but, but that's why we're talking about this. We're just we're talking about how to be better versions of. so uh, what are some ways that we can that we can uh, have financial freedom or bu- budgeting skills, I guess?
0: Well, the good thing about a budget is you're quantifying. You know, you're counting. It's a plan. It's something you can see. It's specific, and it helps you to to both plan and then to be able to let go, like you said, to live freely. I think it's pretty easy, uh, and I'm not a numbers guy. You know me. I'm, a, I'm terrible with numbers. I totally, speaking of, as we did in a previous podcast, dependence, I'm totally dependent on my wife for all things numerical, but it's pretty simple. First of all, you have to know your expenses, right? How much money is going out? Then you have to know your income, how much money is coming in. Then you need to obviously have your savings plan and your debt repayment goals in mind. And then you need to, to record your spending and track your expenses so you know where every dollar is going. And you need, of course, to be super realistic about what's, what's possible, what's real, what's necessary.
1: So don't put $1,000 down on a $70,000 Dodge Ram and have a $1,200 a month car payment for 12 years?
0: Right, If unless your income can support that and Dodge doesn't make Ram anymore. Fiat bought it, but so now it's just Ram. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. There are Dodge cars, but trucks are now made by Ram, owned by Fiat Chrysler. Huh, learn something new every day, see? But your example is a good one. If your income is $4,000 a month, And, uh, you know, making a pre-tax $48,000 a year, and you uh, and your family are mortgaging a home, and so your mortgage is, let's say, $800. So now you're down to how much a month? $3,200-ish? Yep. Um, And then you calculate all your expenses, your utilities, you know, water, electricity, gas, if you have it. You have uh, your—you need to budget things like eating out for people who eat out, Um, entertainment, movie going, having people over, gift giving even, vacations. People like Dave Ramsey advocate for having an envelope system and you go to the bank at the pay period and you take out a certain number of cash as dictated by the budget and you distribute that cash according to the allocations of the budget into each envelope. So, um you know i have a grocery you would have a groceries envelope you would have a um, clothing envelope you'd have a dining out slash entertainment envelope and that's all you have for the month so when the cash is gone the cash is gone if you decide to borrow cash from another envelope then you're robbing peter to pay paul that's fine except it's not an accurate reflection of the budget you need to adjust the budget to reflect that so that you know what's happening and where every dollar is going it's the only way to make it work so you have to have a line item for absolutely everything: internet, Hulu, Netflix, your cable, um, Apple Music. If you have Spotify, if you're Pandora Premium, I mean, your gas. It's a lot of there's a lot of entertainment, a lot of streaming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we have it's Jeez. low, it's low, but you add them all up, and it it adds up. Cell phone plans. I mean, gosh, they're outrageous, right? All of that stuff has to be added up dollar for dollar line by line. And at the bottom you have, that's your expenses every month. I have to pay that in order to live this way. Then here's all my income. Well, what's your goal? It's just like calories, right? You have to spend more than you take in. If you want to lose weight, it's the opposite for budgeting. You want to spend less than you take in so that you have some discriminant spending amount. So you have, your expenses, you have your savings, and then you have your spending money. And then you have to have, you want to have something after that.
1: I literally have no desire for the only thing that I would buy every week, seriously, <laughs> is a new TV. It is the dumbest thing in the entire world. The Wonder Boys make fun of me. I always log into Amazon. They're like, you won't buy it. And I'm always tempted to put, I put a TV in my cart at least once a week. It's one of my things. Really? When I don't buy. Tw- You know, I don't buy 52 TVs a year, but, yeah, anything else, I don't care. When I first met Megan, I had two Faded Glory black polo T-shirts. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So when I first started creating a budget, I lived off $35 in groceries every two weeks,
0: just so you know. That's amazing. Yeah, bread and peanut butter. Yeah. Humble beginnings. That's what Dave Ramsey says, beans and rice, rice and beans. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, do you live on a budget?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. I actually uh, have a budget that I, is a Google Doc, and mm-hmm. then I'll also have a budget that was just sent to me for our 2018 for all the funeral homes. Every one of them is, is budgeted separately because they're their own funeral yeah. home.
0: Yeah, separate entity.
1: To create the budget plan for 2019, right. starting with... Marketing and so forth. Uh, luckily, I have people who are far smarter than I am, Jim and Janice, and them who can kind of like put the dollar where the dollar goes. Mm-hmm. But I have a, a 30,000 foot view of saying, hey, it's amazing. Uh, how how much and going back to the joke of you saying Hulu and Pandora and all those yeah. things, and I'm laughing because of all the things that we can consume sure. and spend little bits of a little bit of money. Yeah, adds up. but it adds up super crazy because people come in and we want to support local all the time, so we're always sponsoring, you know, the the fall or the the winter or the summer playbook for cheerleading or basketball or football. And next thing you know, you've looked at your budget and you've spent an extra seven grand on on
0: some little eighth page ad. Yeah. Absolutely. It's wild. It, and you do that a couple of times and you just spend a lot of money. You just spent a lot of money. <laughs> There's something called the latte factor for people who go to their favorite neighborhood coffee shop or maybe a big box coffee shop that everyone knows name recognition wise. And they spend uh, 3 to $5 for their particular uh, morning drink, latte beverage of some kind. Let's say it's uh, let's say it's five dollars, right? That's it's not hard to spend five dollars at a coffee shop for a, a drink, and, and I mean I think our grandparents would be like what, but we do, and a lot of people do that every day, sometimes the weekends, right? So let's just say it's four dollars. So you spend four dollars a day, five days a week, uh, on your lattes. You uh, so what's five times five? Five times five mm-hmm. is 25. Okay,
1: times four. 25 times four is 100. Times 12. It's
0: $1,200. $1,200 a year. Just in coffee. Just in that one drink a day. And that's not including weekends. It's not including dining out. It's not including, that's $1,200. So when you think about it, if you're making $4,000 a month, an entire week's work uh, worth of work plus is going just to support that morning latte. Oh, my gosh. So, when when you're talking about wealth acquisition and uh, sustenance, when you're talking about building and keeping wealth, that it's not typically a practice of, of people who have great wealth to spend that kind of money on that kind of thing because people who have money are aware of the value of money. And they tend not to, uh, and I'm speaking in sweeping generalizations, Right. But it's a great book about this called The, the Millionaire Next Door, um, where and, they, and the latte factor is, is described in that book. People tend to not spend money frivolously when they have a lot of it because, you know, part of their fiduciary responsibility is to be a good steward and spending $1,200 a year on just one drink a day for five days, not including weekends, not including other meals, that they would consider that frivolous. That's...
1: Something to think about if there's something that you want in life, if you want to better your business or if you want to grow your business and you find yourself at a point where you're like, man, I probably could cut that out or sacrifice that, I would highly consider maybe uh, taking that taking that and cutting it, you know, like for instance, cable yeah. TV, <clears throat> I'm totally against, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to say any names. I, right. I think that the TV company that is the a la carte, you can do Sling TV and you can actually get and pick your channels and pay like a very nominal fee, but mm-hmm. you literally the the amount of comer- commercials that you're paying 120 dollars a month for is out of this world. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. I know I know this isn't a, a I know this isn't a budgeting or finance podcast. This is a podcast about like I said, living an, an, an incredible life than, and bettering yourself day in and day out. And I don't I don't think there's anything more that you could better, you know what I mean? You could better yeah. your financial situation, you better your personal, everything else. So that's why I feel it's important that we talk about it.
0: Yeah, no, I think it is too. I really do. Um, so that's one quick way to, even if you just said, okay, I'm going to save $5 a day. I'm not going to have that morning breakfast be- beverage. I'm going to make coffee at home. I'm going to save $5 a day that way. But you still put that money in an account. At the end of the year, you have $1,200 in that account. If you did it five days a week, every week, $1,200 that you can invest. And in 10 years, that 1200 bucks due to compounding interest will become so much more than 1200 bucks. Plus, you're continuing to do $5 a day. So it's really easy to budget a savings plan, which is, you know, I think savings is different than hoarding, right? There's investing and there's saving and saving tends to be like for something, Maybe you want to have a down payment for your first house. Maybe you want to put a down payment on your car. Maybe you want to buy your next car out in cash, which of course is really smart to avoid all those fees and, uh, and interest in car loans. By the way, it's a lot easier to get a car loan than a mortgage. So you'll see sometimes people who have homes that, that might not seem large, but they'll have like a super nice car. And you always wonder like, how are they driving that? And they're pulling into that home it's like it seems like a, a, a difference that's hard to reconcile well car loans are a lot easier to get than mortgages so people can go get a car loan and they end up having to rent something uh, a little bit different so that's how that works but you can create a savings plan out of just that little bit of latte money and uh, over the time over time have a lot of money just just from that one little thing
1: there's a couple of really cool apps if I can, I'd like to share a couple of apps that have been really helpful and beneficial to me is uh, an app called Acorns. I really, really uh, enjoy this app. it's um uh, it's a simple app helps you you don't have to be an investor or or someone who has a ton of knowledge in investing, but safe saving money is important. So for every, uh, let's say you spend a dollar twenty-seven on something with your debit and or credit card, you can attach your account to that. And then it does what's called roundups, it will take the remaining balance, like uh, to get to the next dollar, and it'll put it in a savings account. Definitely recommend checking that out. It's again, it's called acorns. Another app that I highly recommend you checking out is stash, you can set uh, a stash account up, you can set up a retirement account and within stash, it's really simple, it educates you along the way. And it has what's called an auto stash feature where you can set it and and forget it, and you're always saving money. You're putting money aside. Yes, it is investment. Yes, it does go up and down. But one thing I was always told was always save, always put money aside because it does not matter. Do not look at the market. Do not do that. But yeah, most importantly, save your money. Be disciplined in that because I think with the, if you're disciplined in saving money, if you're disciplined in every other aspect of your life, like going running or eating healthy, you are far more likely to be disciplined in your work and everything else. I, I don't know. I just I think this is an important podcast to be to be talking about. Today, So
0: if this is not something that you are currently needing, we just, you know, go check out another podcast. So you you mentioned discipline. Mm -hmm. Um, What makes a person disciplined?
1: I was going to the word themselves. Themselves? Is that, I think if someone is
0: disciplined by their desire to be, help me out, I don't know. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, I'm asking too, like obviously um, it's a decision, right? It's a choice mm-hmm. because I think we are offered uh, all kinds of opportunities at any given time, any given day to do this or that. And if we're not disciplined, then we might answer to the siren calls of, uh, of, of a varied uh, number of opportunities. And that would obviously sometimes... Um, be different than what our character or our principles say. So when you're a charactered person, when you're a principled person, you have to be disciplined in order to uphold those principles, those core guiding values and beliefs. So I so discipline, which of course the, the root word of that is disciple. So you have this sense of being trained, following something or someone. Um there there are some things that I think you have to do in order to become more disciplined. And I, I always could benefit from becoming more disciplined. Um Number 1 as you just suggested has to do with uh, how how you eat. Mm-hmm. We are what we eat. I would say you have to eat well. You?
1: Another way to be disciplined? Mhm. Uh don't sit your hit your snooze button.
0: Right. <laughs> That's get up and t- yeah. get going. Get going. Yep. I would also think that um getting rid of temptations. Mhm. Uh because those tend to be the things that derail us. Yeah. And so I think we have to recognize them, name them, engage them, dismiss them. Sometimes we need somebody's help, some accountability to make sure that happens.
1: Routine? Was routine a part of creating a discipline?
0: Sure, yeah. Creating a a routine, a ritual, a Mm -hmm. set a pattern way of spending time. Um, I also think that you should schedule um, breaks, treats, little, you know, like if you're uh, particularly... uh, committed to a healthy eating plan. There might be one day a week or one day a month where you might allow yourself something that you wouldn't ordinarily eat or imbibe like ice cream or, you know, something. And I think that that builds adherence to the discipline. Because if you're just saying, I'm just, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to eat that. And and then it's something that you really like over time. That, that temptation is just going to wear you down. It's very hard to adhere to a stricter schedule and routine, even an eating plan, uh, unless you have built-in um, breaks. So you think about a long subway train, and each that long train isn't one long train. It's made up of different cars. In between different cars, there is the linkage, and there's that rubber boot that you might see that's on the outside, which partially protects you from putting your hands inside and getting caught in the machinery. But it also allows for the give. So the cars can give without hitting each other. It's not not brittle and inflexible, but it's also not detached and, and completely gone. So you have that rubber boot that kind of, and I feel like that we need that that give to to help in adherence. How do you create your
1: analogies in your brain? How does your brain do that? I'm a a visual learner and you literally just taught me something just by the picture.
0: It's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, man. I I have no idea. I just, just kind of comes. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So that's it. And I think finally, when it comes to discipline, we're going to mess up. We just need to forgive ourselves and move on. You know, it's like people who are dieting and they're like, oh gosh, I just had a, steak, egg, and cheese biscuit at Hardee's this morning. Now my whole day is ruined. So I'm going to go to Burger King for lunch and Taco (laughs) Bell for dinner. Um, Obviously, you think, okay, I made a mistake. Forgive myself and move on. Let's pick back up on the discipline, pick back up on the adherence for lunch and for dinner and start back where we were. So those are some ideas that I have about discipline, but I I think everybody has their own ideas. And I think we all could stand to be more disciplined, and, and many of us just aren't. Um, It's what separates those kind of elite athletes from the rest of us, and they have all kinds of rationale and reasons for why they do what they do. But at the end of the day, we have to decide for ourselves what is worth being disciplined, principled, and committed to, and what am I going to do about it? And I think budgeting is, uh, is one really huge way where you can see at the end of every day the difference that your discipline makes. If you save five bucks on drinking a latte tomorrow, you'll have five bucks in your account that you wouldn't have had. You do that for five days, you get 25 bucks, you do it at the end of the year, you got 1200 bucks. That's that's awesome. That's
1: really awesome. Yeah, I really like it. Guys, gals, I really hope that you've taken a just a nice little nugget from this this podcast, a podcast about not so much budgeting, not so much uh, generalistic uh, approach from my perspective, of course, uh, talking about budgets. I'm no Dave Ramsey, but I think it all does boil down to discipline that's that's really it
0: i think so too and uh you know what we are uh disciplined about trying to bring you good content and um we're going to keep trying to do that let us know what you need to hear uh let us know what uh what you've learned if anything and give us some uh, feedback to teach us because we are uh incredibly teachable
1: mom thanks for listening
0: yeah thanks we appreciate you listening till
1: next time do you want me to say bye? yeah you s- Bye, everybody. I'm Nathan. Bye. I'm Jonathan. I have the last word.
0: No, I didn't.